Yeah. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to your favorite film podcast, The Average Film Enjoyer. Uh, the best film podcast, objectively. There's no one better than us. Uh, it's true. Um, today we got an exciting episode for you. Uh, we got some big movie news this week, some new trailers dropping, some new announcements dropping, lots of exciting stuff I feel like happened over this weekend and even just these last two days. A lot of stuff has happened. Uh, we are going to talk about both of our first experiences with silent films. Um, neither of us has ever watched one and our IMDb movie today is The Passion of Joan of Arc which I really enjoyed. I thought it was outstanding. Evan did not really enjoy. I he did not it was, finish it. He I, thought it was terrible. Well, no, uh, I didn't think it was terrible. We'll talk about it. We'll get into yeah, it later. Yeah, and then we're going to get into some of the stuff we've been watching recently, which yeah. I don't know about. I, Evan, I haven't looked at your diary yet this weekend, but I've been dude, watching I watched some, some peak. peak yesterday. I oh, watched yeah, some dude. absolute peak yesterday. Did a triple mm-hmm. feature with the old girlfriend. Oh. Yeah, dude. Oh, yeah, we were talking about that. We and, did and then, uh we did a, a kids movie and then we watched Joker and then we did another kids movie after that. To yeah, that's a out. W. It was fun. Yeah. It was I, uh, I gazed uh, Superman 2 yesterday. I saw that. Because Dude, I saw you just... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I, I grew up with... Like, that's the Superman I grew up watching was Christopher right. Reeve. I've seen all four of those movies multiple times. Uh, the um, third and the fourth one are not good. Like, they're fun, Rich. but they're not good. Uh, the first and second one are excellent, and I truly do think he is the best Superman. Which is the Superman where Lex Luthor wants to, like, nuke a city or, like, a seawall to flood it so that there's, like... More beachfront property? More ocean. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that one's the first one. Yeah. That's the first Superman. Oh, really? Yeah. And Chris- Okay, so I saw that when I was a kid, and it really frightened me, the idea of all these people just getting drowned. Yeah. <laughs> and I never watched another Superman movie again. Oh, dude, you gotta watch it. They're a blast, man. It's it's Superman. It's the best back. written Superman. Margot Kidder, who plays Lois Lane, and Christopher Reeve have insane yeah, on-screen only- chemistry. Um, that's the only old Superman I've seen. Yeah, Dude, it's I'm excellent. looking at my letterbox right now, and Robert is still lurking on the popular with friends page. Bruh. Dude, he is <laughs> the for me, too. I cannot wait to watch The Curse of Robert or whatever the next one is. I think we're going to be the only ones watching that. I don't think anybody no, else wants to. We need uh, to. I, I sent the Robert Reborn, and like, there's no way we don't do a fat watch party for robbery born with the soviet joseph stalin stuff that's crazy yeah dude that anyway, sounds insane that's sick um, i love superman yeah dude goaded character i i i i remember first seeing man of steel and not enjoying it because uh-huh. if you go back and watch those movies like the christopher reeve he's superman to me he's superman um and if you go back and you compare how Superman is written in those movies to how he is written in the newer stuff, it is drastically different. So when I first watched Man of Steel, I hated it. I thought it was absolutely terrible. Yeah, Man Henry of Steel Cavill, is super divisive. Henry Cavill has grown on me as 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 Superman. I 
he is a close second behind Christopher Reeve. Mm-hmm. Um, and Man of Steel as a film has grown on me. It used to be like a star and a half. Now it's a four star. Oh my god! I, okay, it, that's a W. And you, well, you also have the Michael Shannon bonus. So uh, true. Yeah, it's like it's like the Willem Dafoe tax, but not or bonus tax credit we call it. Uh, but yeah. it's not quite as uh, beneficial, I would say. Like Willem yeah. Dafoe is like two star bonus. Michael Shannon. Yeah, Willem like Dafoe is a two star. I give Michael Shannon a one and a half, and then Scott McNary is a one star. You get yeah. a Scott McNary yeah. one star bonus. <laughs> God, I love Scott uh, McNary. All right, let's and, get and Dowd is on oh, the shit. same level as Dude, uh, Scott uh, McNary for me. Trey, you need to watch the leftovers. I know. And we'll do a leftovers episode. I, I, whenever well, you watch who it, was it? Is it Remy? That really likes yeah, that me and show? Remy both love it. If yeah. anybody utters the words "the leftovers," me and Remy will immediately sense it in our brains and seek out whoever's talking about it. Yeah. We fully convinced one person in the Real Talk Discord to watch it. Uh, Lay Films, L A Y. Yeah, Lay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So he watched it and he loved it. He binged it in like a few days. Um, yeah. I gotta figure out. What yeah, but we on. we've had a hard time. It's it's a hard, it's on Max. It's an HBO show. Okay. It's Justin three Thoreau. seasons. All. Margot Qualley's in it. Yeah, that's Liv where she Tyler. got from. Dude, Liv Tyler is a menace in that show. Um, I love. It's her. three seasons. All the seasons are relatively short. It's a quick watch. Hell but yeah. it's a hard show to recommend because it's so insanely heavy. Like, it got a ba- lot yeah. of backlash because in season one, there's a scene where a character gets stoned to death. Oh, God. Maybe it's crazy. Yeah. Maybe Dude, I'll start it's, watching this tonight. It's my favorite show of all time. Yeah. Uh, one thing I'll ask you about later after we finish Moody News is uh, the finale of Night Country. I haven't watched it yet. I'm waiting for my Oh, dad. you haven't? Oh, okay, gotcha. No. Then we'll talk about it next week. Have uh, you, did you, have you like caught up? I haven't started yet, um, but I will. Oh, yeah. Because I'm curious. Yeah, I've then seen we'll, a lot of discourse about then it. Then we'll wait till we, the, we'll wait till you watch it and then we'll talk yeah, about it. Yeah, I'm, I'm um, just curious, speaking of Remy, because he, uh, him and Will were a, talking about it and they were both said the finale, well, the whole show is mid. I have yeah, the show sitting a, at like a four, four and a half right now. Yeah, they're not as high on this season as you are. So I'm, yeah. but I'm curious. Like, but I'm I also think they've seen the other. Se- this is my first experience with True Detective. Wait, I haven't really? seen haven't any seen of the other one? seasons. No, no. Well, I I've heard that there's connections to season one in this season. I well, I wouldn't know. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm the I'm the bad I'm the worst person to ask or something like that. Okay, that's good to know because I've been kind of in, uh, intimidated because I never finished season one. I've seen some of it, but it was when I, they're, I, it they're, was first coming It's out. their own individual stories. I think it's like there's homages, you know. Mm, gotcha. Cool. Like I was, oh. I've been told by everybody I talk to, I don't like you don't need to watch the seasons in order. They're their own okay. individual, like American I, Horror Story. Yeah, there is. Uh... <laughs> Season two, I know, is pretty frowned upon. It's yeah, Vince Vaughn, it. and I don't remember who he's with. Is that the one with I Colin love Farrell? It might, I think it's Vince Vaughn and Colin Farrell, yeah, which is a crazy pairing, and I kind of want to watch it. I know it has some meat riders, like some diehard fans, which is awesome. Yeah, I'll probably binge that. it. I don't have a, like, I don't really have any 45-minute TV shows I've been binging these days. It's kind of just like Yeah, do the new Superstore. season of True Detective, and then we can talk about it as part of an episode. Um, because yeah, I think sure. it's excellent. And if you're a big fan of John Carpenter, 
like I am, and my dad has been super into John Carpenter recently. It's like it'll hit I, that spot, man. I like John Carpenter outside of Halloween. <laughs> yeah, that's valid. I think Halloween's good. I don't think it's amazing. Um, okay. Let's, I think Hall- uh, I think Hall- Halloween three, season of the witch, yeah, much better. Halloween three is peak. I hate that movie. I God, hate, I love that movie. I just don't like Halloween in general. It's Six just more not my... days till Halloween. Oh Halloween. Halloween. God, so peak, dude. I can't. Uh, Evan's, Evan's having like PTSD right now, dude. I well, I watched every single one past Halloween two in one day, and it was yeah. Uh, I was building Lego, and it was just pain. Well, after we do dark the Dark Knight stuff today, I'm gonna start bill- binging out the rest of the Children of the Corn movies. Um, dude i've heard they're absolute poo poo pee pee <laughs> they're really bad not a, the first one was pretty good the second one wasn't terrible um but we'll talk about that later yeah um, um let's, let's do, do some movie news. news the first thing i saw that made me laugh really hard is uh, a major theatrical chain insider said they could see madame webb advanced purchase ticket sales declining in real time as buyers refunding their tickets on opening night that's hysterical that's so funny i love that um i don't i, I want to talk about this really quick because it's not really big movie news but it's uh video game news did you play star wars jedi fallen order or jedi survivor i played fall it was fallen order the first one yeah yeah i played that okay you should yeah, play enjoy- Survivor because it's better on every single level. It's really good. Oh, I dude, Fallen Order, genuinely one of the hardest games I've ever played. It's yeah, di- it's- the mechanics of it are really difficult, but it's so yeah. fun and it <laughs> so looks it- so good. <laughs> It has, I mean, I could go on a tangent about from software games, Dark Souls, Sekiro, Bloodborne, Elden Ring, for hours. It's like if you took Sekiro and put Star Wars into it. So if you like Fallen Order's mechanics, play Sekiro. It's no, awesome. I know, I've I've played other stuff, but like I've played Elden Ring. Um, yeah. um I I quit Elden Ring because it made me feel Ugh. bad about myself. Dude. But I was stuck well, on like the first big boss, and then I'm like, yeah, dude, I'm done. This I, sucks. I'll, I'll buy one of the From Software games on the Xbox. We could play together. Hell yeah, dude, that'd be sick. Um, um, but speaking of Jedi Fallen Order and Survivor, Cameron Monaghan plays Cal Kestis, the main character. Yeah, love Cameron. And he said he would love to bring it to live action, but only if it's right. I don't want him to just kind of show up and stand around and be there. I love that. That's awesome, because Cal Kestis is a great character, and Mm -hmm. the Jedi Survivor games kind of fit into an awkward period, because they're canon. Um, They kind of fit into a weird spot in the timeline, so... Yeah, I would love a movie because he's an awesome character. Uh, BD One is h- hilarious. The little droid he has, love it. Yeah, um, and all the side characters in the Jedi Survivor Fallen Order games are amazing. They're yeah. super entertaining. Agreed. Agreed. So I would love to see this brought to live action if they had a story that kind of was like supplementary. And like a gap because I know you haven't played Survivor yet, but it ends on a, a setup for a third game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if they wanted to throw a movie in there, I wouldn't be against it. You know me; I don't like Star Wars movies. I love the games. Um, I don't like so, Star Wars as a franchise, but I like some of the movies. So yeah, so it's like the same uh, way I feel about the Beatles. 
I don't like the Beatles we're as a band. We're gonna talk a Beatles. We're gonna exactly. Talk about I know <laughs> that that was an intentional transition. Yeah. It, I, uh, it's, but like it how I let's... feel about the Beatles, I don't like the Beatles. I like some of their songs, but I don't like them. I know. Um, okay, let me pull the headline up. Uh, this broke when I was on my break at work, and I was kind of like dumbfounded. Four separate biopic films are in the works from each about each member of the Beatles to all release in 2027 not one by one all releasing in 2027 sam mendez will direct each film they will be interconnected stories from each band's pov each band member's pov this is really interesting here's what i'm first of all we've already gotten a great uh a great on-screen beetle casting in dewey cox uh true with Paul Rudd as John Lennon, Jack Black as Paul McCartney. I think it was Jason Schwartzman as Ringo and Justin Long as uh, uh, George Harrison. I don't know if you've seen. It's got Aaron Taylor Johnson. Um, I'm not sure who directed it. Let me. Uh, but sorry, here's here's Called, what. Uh, nope. There's it's this called... movie about John Lennon, Nowhere Boy, and it's about him uh, leading up to his death. Aaron Taylor oh, Johnson. No, I've never heard. Of, I've never even it's heard like, of that. Uh, it's like John Lennon and his teen years. It's directed by Sam Taylor Wood. Oh my god, that's his wife, I think. Yeah, and she's like forty years older than him. It's crazy, dude. Oh yeah, this is it. This is totally her. Her. Uh, uh, his wife. Yeah, um, they're married. They, I own this she movie, was, actually. He, yeah, the, it, their age gap is insane. But what I'm wondering for this film... So there's this film with Jessica Chastain and James McAvoy called The Disappearance of Eleanor Rigby. Uh, the, the, it's kind of a coincidence that it, that's a Beatles song. <laughs> uh, but it's there's three uh, separate films, right? But it's the same movie... But one of them is from, it's about a couple, and one of them is from the perspective of Jessica Chastain's character. One of them um, is from the perspective of James McAvoy's character. And then one of them is like, you're kind of like a third person, and it's like an actual, like, yeah, you know, like a. Is this uh, like an anthology movie? Like it's all one movie split into sections, or it's three different movies? Um, I honestly don't know. Because, um, I think it's I, split into three different movies. Right. Oh, okay. The so one of them came. Um, what year did this come out? Okay, so the first two came oh, yeah, out. Here we go. So the the ones from um. Oh, they're all named the same thing. What the? What yeah, the but like ones the disappearance of Eleanor Rigby, them, and then her and him. Okay, well that's kind of cool. I like that idea. Yeah, so I'm wondering, um, I'm wondering if it'll be like that. I'm hoping it will be like that. I yeah. think that would be very cool. And I think Sam, yeah. I don't love the Sam Mendes direction. <laughs> I will give you this. I have not seen 1917 yet, but it's weird from the the stuff I have seen of his, I don't like it. I think he makes really oh really movies. Yeah. What have you seen? Uh the Road to Perdition, Perdition. or. Yeah, I did yeah. not like that. I thought that was boring. I haven't seen that yet. And Revolutionary Road, which I thought oh. DiCaprio and Kate Winslet give outstanding performances, but as a whole movie, it's boring. 
Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Well, you haven't seen Skyfall, which is a masterpiece in espionage. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I forgot you it's did that. Incredible. You have to watch American Beauty. This okay. Oh I'll yeah, you... I forgot. I've seen American Beauty. Oh, American Beauty okay. is freaking peak, dude. Okay, I I was listening Even, to easily the... Spacey's best role. Yeah, I was listening to the film scoop today when I was at work, and Cash watched uh, American Beauty as a film wreck from Alan, and he he's talking to Carl, and he, uh, Trey's mom mute your ears just for like thirty seconds. He yeah. goes, "The plot of this movie is Kevin Spacey's daughter brings home a hot friend, and he really wants to fuck her." And Carl's like, what the hell? Like, oh, um, American Beauty is an interesting movie. It's super intriguing because it starts with Kevin Spacey being like, yeah, I die. I'm dead by the end of this. Here's my yeah. story. I think it's outstanding. I, yeah, I love that movie. It's um, so engaging. And then and... Yeah, 1917's awesome. I like Spectre. I don't love it. I am a huge James Bond fan. I was grow. I grew up on James Bond. Like my dad had all of them. So I've mm -hmm. seen them all. I I love them. I love some of them more than others. I don't like the Roger Moore ones as much. That's yeah. a conversation for another day. Um, but yeah, I so I grew up on James Bond and like Skyfall is is one of my favorite movies like ever. Yeah. So I love Sam Mendes and I trust him. I'm curious to see what he does with this. Yeah, I'm definitely like, four, interested. That's three years from now four movies like it's it's interesting like he's you you would assume he's filming them simultaneously some you know but it's it's a crazy task um yeah but i'm intrigued we'll see and yeah nowhere boy i haven't seen it since i was younger but i recommend it i remember liking it for sure I'll have to check the next thing out. i want to touch on is the civil war trailer i don't know if you saw oh. them today okay Let's talk about Alex Garland because I was in the Real Talk Discord this morning and I was hearing a lot of slander and I'm not here for What? It. Alex Gar I Alex Garland only pumps out peak, dude. Dude, I was hearing annihilation slander and I could not believe it. <gasps> what do you I have? What do you have annihilation at? I have Ex Machina and Annihilation both at five stars, and I have men at a four star. I haven't seen I Men yet, but I have Annihilation at a four and a half, and then w. I think I have Ex Machina at a five. W. I honestly might push up Annihilation, though, on another watch. I think that Annihilation has potential is... to be my number one Garland. It's yeah, so good. It's, it's such an interesting and surreal movie to watch, mm -hmm. and yeah. I just love it. Like it's It's intriguing, and it's really creepy and messed up. And the third yeah. act is so out of this world and yeah, surreal. Yeah, the entire sequence in the lighthouse, dude. Yep. Oh my god, it's crazy. peak and cinema. It, and the score is nuts yeah. in that scene. So, Who did yeah, the score I, for that movie? I love Annihilation. I Let's could see. not believe the slander I was seeing. Um, composers, Jeff, Jeff Barrow, but it's spelled the obnoxious way. G-E-O-F-F. -F. Oh, calm, yeah. Calm down, Jeff. Jeff Barrow um, and Ben Salisbury, and they've done the score for his other films as well. Gotcha. Um, yeah. yeah, I love Alex Garland. 
the first trailer that came up for this movie looked like the MW2 campaign, the original MW2 campaign, brought to life into a film. And I was like, yeah. I need this movie now. I was on board. I knew a lot of people were kind of skeptical about it. They're like, oh, A24 is shelling out $250 million for Alex Garland to make this after men. Who knows? I was on board. And then we were chatting about it today in the Real Talk Discord, and everyone was like, oh my god, this trailer has sold me. And I was like... Dude, I've been saying that. Like, this movie is gonna yeah. bang. Well, and, and the mo- it it has the Jesse Plemons uh, tax yeah, credit too. It does. It does. It has the Jesse Plemons tax credit. Plus, it has. Uh, I can't remember his name. He's in Dune. Uh, Josh Brolin. Not him. Oscar uh, Isaac. Timothy nope. Chalamet. He's one of the. I haven't watched Dune in a while. Oh, yeah, here it is. Stephen McKinley Henderson. This guy is the goat. Let me see. Oh, yeah, dude. Stephen McKinley Henderson. This guy's awesome. He plays the therapist and Bo is afraid. Yeah, he's awesome. Um, Yeah. This this movie looks crazy. It looks visually insane. Alex Garland has always cooked on his visuals. Mm -hmm. Like, again, I know people don't like men because it's weird and pretentious and whatever. That's fine. But visually men is insane um yeah but this this next trailer like it just got me even more hyped i i I think the first trailer is better i'm not gonna lie and this is showing an imax this must be the first a24 movie to play an imax right oh it's gotta be so that's that's awesome um i'm really excited for that couple more months i think it comes out in april um yeah that sounds... I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Let's see. Um, what else do we have here? There was a few more things. Yeah. Um, uh, we got... Oh, look at, s- s- oh, go ahead. Go ahead. You do yours first, because I think mine might be a bigger conversation. Well, Saltburn and Maestro, Maestro both collect mm-hmm. pair of Makeup Artists and Hairstylist Guild Awards. I don't know how Maestro got that. Uh, they were just tasked, tasked with the... That, here's how that conversation went. Okay, guys, I need you to make this. This guy was Jewish, and I need you to make him a nose. It can't <laughs> yep. be phallic. And they're like, why would we make it phallic? I don't know, but it can't be. Guy leaves the room, and they're th- they're all thinking to them. They're all thinking to themselves. Well, now that he said it can't be, I kind of want to do it. <laughs> all right, we got to find a way to make this as phallic looking as possible without them like being like oh man that's a penis and that's how they want yep it's um, god dude all right yeah, what was the, yours yeah so i have two here that i think are both really interesting conversations first off um i'll save the next one for last because it's longer but we got some concept art from a pitched batman beyond animated film today and it is from the directors of the spider-verse movies holy shoot i cannot believe how insane this looks batman beyond is one of the coolest batman stories period they before we this is a quote from uh the people who pitched this before we pitched this movie they warned us there's absolutely no way we can do a batman beyond movie but they loved our enthusiasm that is criminal because these stills they dropped are nuts and i would pay 
millions of dollars. Yeah, and Seb Seb movie. was talking about in the in the Discord. Shout out to Seb from the Fistful of Films podcast. Love you. He was talking about not not to like offend anyone, but this just looks like a ripoff of Across the Spider Verse, and I'm like, yeah, that's fine. Across the Spider Verse is visually one of the most insane movies I have ever seen. If this is the same visually, cool, awesome, it's also I love that. The directors who made Across the Spider Verse, yeah. come on. Plus, man. Batman Beyond is like insanely sick. I I need it. I remember seeing a Batman Beyond cartoon when I was a kid, and I was like, that suit needs to be injected into my veins now like mm-hmm. my god so that's tragic i hope they make a batman beyond movie because it deserves one um the next thing which i'm very curious i'm i don't know if you've played it but we got our first decent little teaser at the borderlands movie today oh, i didn't see and that. we got we got well, a I've never even played Borderlands, so tell, okay, tell me so your that's what I was, Okay, so that's what I was curious about, because I know you're an Xbox gamer. and uh, So, we got a poster, we got like a 10-second teaser. I am very... <laughs> okay, here's the, the... I'll read you what the poster says. Yeah. We got Kate Blanchett as Mommy Lilith. Mommy Lilith looks perfect. My god, I need her. Mm-hmm. I hope my girlfriend doesn't hear this, but you know what? Mommy Lilith is going to pop off. Kate Blanchett is going to pop off in this movie. I already know it. We have Kevin Hart as Roland. It's going to be terrible. It's going to be terrible. Roland is a stone cold badass, and uh, I don't think Kevin Hart can do it. Yeah. We have Jack Black as Claptrap. I'm curious how he does the voice. I don't know if you've ever seen any clips from Borderlands, but Claptrap's mm-hmm. voice is very high-pitched and robotic, um, so we'll see. I think they're both funny, so we'll see. Yeah. And then we have Jamie Lee Curtis, Ariana Greenblatt, and Florian Montano I don't know. starring in the rest. Uh, I don't know. Jamie Lee Curtis, I'm still kind of angry. It's like a residual angriness that she won the Oscar it's yeah <laughs> it's like so petty but like we'll see i really love the the lilith casting though and mm-hmm. eli roth is directing this um and he can make some nice messed up visuals thanksgiving was kind of redeeming for him honestly because the rest of his movies kind of suck except for cabin fever true true uh cabin so, peak here, let me let me send you this picture really quick, so you can see what we're working with. With uh, are you sending it to Lilith. me on Discord? Yeah, I'll send it to you on Discord. That's what Lilith's looking like. Uh, oh, it's loading. Um. So. Oh damn! Is that yeah. Kate Blanchett? Like that's in Kate costume? Blanchett. Yeah, in cl- costume, which is crazy. Um. Uh, who says trailers... no to that? Who yeah, says no to that? <laughs> so. <laughs> we've got the full trailer coming out tomorrow borderlands is a hysterical video game and the story is awesome who's the guy it's... on the cover with the guns and that's not a character it's literally just like one of the bandits that they oh shit for real kill oh, he, yeah he, he, he looks all of cool. the all of the borderlands covers like the video games so borderlands one is like a guy going like this and then borderlands two is a guy going like this yeah. uh yeah, so I'm very curious to see the full trailer tomorrow to hear the dialogue. I'm super curious to hear Claptrap's voice because he's a foul mouth robot. I think Jack Black 
could potentially be good, so we'll see. Jack Black. He's racking up these. He can do anything he wants, man. Yeah, it's weird. He's racking up these video game roles. So he did Bowser and Super Mario and then Claptrap for Borderlands. And he's going to play Steve in the Minecraft movie, which is very odd. Is uh, Minecraft movie, is it live action? I don't know. I would assume so. I'm pretty sure it is. But I actually don't. I'm, I'm not sure. Um, That's all I have for movie news. Yeah, I'm I don't actually have surprised anything else. I'm surprised we haven't played Borderlands. But uh, anyway... Well, it just came out in a time where I there yeah. was restrictions by my parents on what I could play and what I couldn't That's play. That's fair. It came out in a time when I was playing a lot of Batman <laughs> Arkham me. Knight. Hmm. The best. You're Batman off video by game. a lot of years, there, buddy. <laughs> really? The first Borderlands came out the same time like Arkham Asylum came out. There's three Borderlands games. Uh, oh, we got a trailer for the Avatar Last Airbender series. I haven't seen the show, the original yeah, show, so I, I have nothing to say. We'll talk about yeah. Cash about it, but actually Cash hasn't seen it either. It's Carl. Um, anyway. Yeah, well, whatever. Um, um, let's get into our review. Yeah, let's talk about the passion of Joan of Arc. So, this is number 215, um, I believe, on our IMDb list. Let me double check that for everybody who's wondering. I'm sure you're not, but I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> 212. Wow, we're a lot farther along than I thought. Um, so, Passionate Joan of Arc released in the year 1927. I think this is officially the oldest movie, like feature-length film that I've ever watched. Um, yeah, before Oh, 1928. Oldest... My apologies. 1928. It's a French film. Um, directed by Carl Theodore Dreyer, um, who I don't really recognize any of his other work, uh, um, starring Maria Falconetti, who might I say is freaking excellent in this, uh, Eugene Sylvian, Andre Berlay, and Maurice Schultz, uh, a lot of other people as well. But those are just the top people. Has a 4.4 overall rating on Letterboxd. It's number 40 on the Letterboxd Top 250. Um, 82 minutes. IMDb score of an 8.1, I believe. Yes. Let me see the Metacritic. I was... Ever since you 98. Oh, my God. Yeah. 98. I don't wow. totally agree with that, but I can see it. You know? Um... So, Joan of Arc, very historical figure, very important historical figure. For those of you who don't know, Joan of Arc, uh, she uh, she's a martyr. She is uh, a patron uh, saint of France, honored as a defender of the French nation for her role in the Siege of Orleans and her insistence on the coronation of Charles... What's V-I-I? Is that seven? Seven. Thank you. I don't know how to read Roman numerals. V Charles, is five. Yeah, Charles, Charles the uh, seventh of France during the Hundred Years' War, claiming to be acting under divine guidance, she became a military leader who transcended gender roles and gained recognition as a savior of France. Um, so this film um, takes place. Uh, this film takes place. In, uh, oh God, that's so funny. 
Um, I just saw someone's review said Robert De Niro hasn't aged much since 1928. And it's a <laughs> shot. Yeah, dude, that's really funny, actually. Um, no, so this takes place near the end of her life. The, uh, this, uh, if the, uh, the, I don't even know what you would call that, where it tells you about, like, the opening, where it's telling you all about the movie. This, if that's true, is based on actual minutes taken from the trial of Joan of Arc. She was uh, on trial for crimes against, like, the crown of the United Kingdom um, and Great Britain. Um, And uh, she was 19 at the time. Um, So we are both older than Joan of Arc ever was, uh, which is crazy. Um, and this movie really takes place and you watch her during this trial where she's basically tortured and manipulated and they were trying to get her to admit because they thought that she was like a servant. She wasn't sent by God to do these things as she believed she was sent by the devil. Um, and they were trying to convince her, but no, she stood her ground and she's like, no, I was sent here. I'm going to stick with my country. Um, and yeah, she's a very important historical figure. One of the first like documented feminists. I like, I, I don't know why I put that in quotations. It's <laughs> like, she's a very, very powerful woman figure. Um, because even as I said, she like, uh, even as her like Wikipedia page says, uh, she, she like transcended gender roles. She was in the military. She commanded a lot of people and she just did a lot of stuff that women at that time were not doing and wouldn't be doing for hundreds of years to come. She was a very special person. Um, but yeah, let's get into this film specifically. So Evan, I want to hear your opening thoughts. Yeah. Um, and then we can kind of get into whatever. Yeah. I'll be quick about this. Cause I didn't finish this movie. Um, this is... I can respect this film for what it is. And mm-hmm. I'll I'll drop some more thoughts after my initial thoughts. But it really is something that I just have a hard time with. The dialogue through the little black screens. I think it's cool. But I just had a hard time with the full film from it. The score for this film, like Trey told me, it's it's freaking insane it is it's phenomenal it's so beautiful it's amazing it is a lot of close-up shots of the face Mm -hmm. and everyone is just on their a-game like it looks astounding yeah and the emotion brought through in their facial reactions are amazing it really is like i can respect this movie on a technical level so much Mm -hmm. because it's quite an astounding task like this is a very stripped back movie from what i saw of it there's not a lot going on it's all in these actors hands and they have to do everything in their faces with this score playing yeah and those two things work together to create a very emotional scene by scene basis like it it's a, a, a very interesting way to experience a film yeah um, um... And yeah. that's actually the first thing I want to talk about is the score. So this is a silent film. There's absolutely zero spoken dialogue. Um, so your your other 
your other devices that you use to display feeling and emotion, such as uh, facial expressions, the score, the shot selection, everything to that has to be elevated to an even higher level because you can't show these emotions like with voice with your voice, you know. And I think I think that's why the score is so good. And why the acting is so good, especially oh, what's her name? I already forgot it. Uh, Mar- Maria Falconetti from her. All these close-up shots of her yeah. going through all these emotions as a young girl are unbelievable. She kills it here, and the score. Yeah. Oh my god! It's like this operatic. And it kicks off from the moment. The yeah. moment the film starts, it just starts and doesn't stop. From what yeah. I, I mean, from what I saw. I don't yeah, it's like operatic the entire time. It's beautiful. Um, and I mean, and like, sure, I get like silent films aren't for a lot of people. It's a very acquired taste. Um, but I, think... I do I do think like I enjoyed this. I had a good time. I could see myself rewatching this in the future. Um, I felt emotionally connected to the characters and what they were going through and all this stuff. But... I do. I I can accept that silent films aren't going to be for everybody. Yeah, I think that I like I I I'm gonna rewatch this at some point. It's that I've watched this the second I came home from work. It's and, not like, a good unwinding movie. And it's like I was hyped up because I had a sick day at work and like it was really busy and my boss was hyping me up and I'm just like. I don't know if I can focus on this right now, so I will go back to it. And I do want to experiment yeah. with other silent films. Yeah, and I think there's some Charlie Chaplin stuff on the IMDb Top yeah. 50. So I'm sure there will be more stuff that we come to that will be silent, and we will grow uh, in that as yeah. like film watchers. But I do think if you're like if you're just like an average moviegoer, like you're just like watching movies be it like every once in a while, there's no need for you to watch this. They, I mean, if you're just going to watch a movie every once in a while, make it something you'll enjoy. But if you're interested in the history of cinema and where all these movies you watch come from and the influences that have influenced them, go watch it. This yeah. is a very, very important piece of cinema history. Uh, and I and... think um, two two films that kind of like shine a light on silent films, at least I, I'm sure there's more, but like you have Singing in the Rain and Babylon. Mm-hmm. And both those films really piqued my interest in silent films. Like, I was interested in, like, what that experience is like. And that's one of the reasons I do want to go back and, like, be in that mood to really lock in, you know, like, no distractions. It's just, like, it it is an experience that I want to retry for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, this film is unbelievable. Uh Gunch, who we have had on the podcast before, a fellow movie talker, uh, he talks about, he made a video a while back about black and white films. If you're listening to this, Gunch, love you. Hope to have you on again soon. You're my favorite bro. Uh, well, except Evan. Evan's Evan's <laughs> my bro. Uh, he talks about black and white films because I think a lot of people, like just your casual movie goer, is turned off by a seen a film in black and white you know yeah black and um, white is a really interesting topic because like it's a pretty small hurdle to get over honestly like mm-hmm. it's easier to watch a black and white movie than watch a foreign film um exactly. like even 
I know you haven't seen it yet, but the first half hour of Poor Things is in black and white. And I wasn't yeah, well, expecting Even half it. of Oppenheimer is in black and white. Exactly. And, like, you have these amazing old films that are all in black and white. And it's like a... I mean, the first film that came to mind was Persona, Ingmar Bergman, Peak. Mm-hmm. I love it. We'll talk about it another time at some point, Trey. But when you were bringing up older films... I yeah. think the oldest film I had seen before this was Bicycle Thieves from 1948. Yeah. And I I I I'm almost positive this that Bicycle Thieves is on this list unless I missed it already. Mhm. Bicycle Thieves is phenomenal. Like I never really found I think it's like if you enjoy film, you'll enjoy a black and white movie. It's a yeah. it's just like a a mental hurdle if you don't get into film yeah. a lot. And Gunch talked about how black and white is so interesting because it forces the not only the filmmaker but the film watcher to focus less on the shot selection and more on the lighting. Lighting mm-hmm. is so important um, for getting different shades of color during a black and white film right um and like you can really notice good lighting in a black and white film um which i find most interesting about them um but again this film isn't going to be for everybody i think it's a really i think if you're like if you consider yourself like a film watcher or you can knowledgeable a film i think this is an essential watch uh i think you have to watch this at some point um, if I were to make a list of 101 movies to watch before you die, this would be on there. Um, I think it's important. I think it's essential. Um, but if you're just your casual moviegoer, I don't think it's as important. I mean, sure, go try it out. See if you like silent That's films. Fair. You never know. Um, but it's not something that, like, you have to watch, you know? Yeah. Um, I'm curious what you, th- like, I mean, obviously... It seems like you think this belongs on that IMDb top two fifty. A thousand percent. Do you think it should be higher than this, or like I mean, you said it's one hundred and one films you should watch. Like, do you think it should be in that top one hundred? I think so, solely based off of its importance and its merit and like what exactly. It did. Yeah, that's yeah, that's super fair. Like, I, if I I'm taking like... all of my like ha- well, like feeling about how much I enjoyed it out of it, I think it belongs on here. I think it belongs right. higher. You know, yeah, I, that's super fair. And like, just I mean, again, having a black and white movie, having a silent movie, it really makes you push into other aspects of film that you need, you want to respect that aren't just like listening to dialogue or looking at pretty lighting and colors and all this. Like, yeah, it it pushes you to respect the score or the you know the shot selection and the facial emotion and And it's really i'll tell you you're casual moviegoers if you watch this and then you're able to tell people like oh yeah one of my recent watches uh the passion of joan of arc from 1928 uh it's gonna make you sound really fucking smart so that's that's another w dude that's gonna be me on sunday oh yeah i saw dune too why don't you wait Uh, five more days you peasant (laughs) oh did you get a pre-screening yeah, me and my brother and my girlfriend are going to the fan early access thing. Five. How days excited early. are you? I I could levitate. You're gonna be in the theater just like, ah! Dude, I'm buying the popcorn bucket. 
with no popcorn. Oh my god, that's disgusting. <laughs> uh, anyway, I, yeah, my mom do doesn't understand that uh, reference, so and I'm glad for that. So it's all right, we're good. Uh, yeah. Uh, do you have anything yeah, else? Pesh, you want to say about streaming on Max? No, I think I got all of my stuff out there. Uh, go yeah, check it out. Watched, Interesting watch. I will go back to this, and when I do, I will talk about it more. I just was yes. not in the mood to do it, and I, we're on a time crunch, me and Trey. Uh, so, yeah, we are. I will. I will um, get back to it. I promise. Uh, let's yeah. Do so, some... bef- before we go into what we've been watching recently, uh, e- so this Friday we got an episode coming out featuring Cash from the Film Scoop podcast. This is not one. For the uh, audio uh, sensitive, if you don't like listening to curse words or this is going to be a very crass episode, uh, we are thinking, uh, because that's when the three of us talk, we're not going to be made. We're not going to be like, we're not going to be racist. We're not going to be homophobic. We're not going to be misogynist, anything like that. Yes. Uh, We just find different ways to express our feelings for the Dark Knight trilogy, which is what we are reviewing this Friday. Is kind of why we're on a time crunch because we, me and Evan, actually forgot that we were recording with Cash tomorrow. So uh, right after this, we are binging the entire Dark Knight trilogy in one day. Yeah. Uh, It's going to be peak. We're going to, it's going to be a blast. I'm excited. I'm going to grind out the rest of Halo 2 uh, while we do Uh, it. Oh, yeah. Because I've seen these movies like seven times, but it's I I always like rewatching stuff before. And I will the podcast. be spreading democracy because the Helldivers two servers need me. I I've do. been fighting on my life in Malevolon Creek. I don't know if you know, but this trade, like I think I told you a bit about it. Like everyone's fighting on the same servers. Like yeah. We yeah. need to defend. There's this one place called Malevolon Creek, and it is not doing well. It literally is like space Vietnam. It is nuts, and I've been yeah. in there. Are there like so individual? Good. Like you can make like custom loadouts and yeah. So you, I mean, you level up, you get new abilities. It's so sick because you call in like airdrops for guns and like bombs and sentry turrets and all that. But you have to. God, like, I hate hold... being an Xbox player. <laughs> you hold down the bumper and then you have to press. It's like the Konami code, you know, like up, down, left, right, B A B A. Like you have to press buttons in a select like order to call stuff in. So it literally feels like you're calling in a like straight airstrike it's so awesome god i hate oh my this. god it's so sick i can't wait for um it yeah on, but uh, we're binging all of those today that episode you can be expecting friday it'll probably be at least two hours long there's not going to be movie news there's not going to be what we've been watching recently it's just going to be straight dark night glazing because i think all three of us think all three of the movies are peak so yes it's just going to be us glazing dark night um i'm excited and then next tuesday yes what is it god it's we're viewing peak ratatouille dude ah shit ford v ferrari is after ratatouille uh we're doing ratatouille uh we're gonna we are gonna try to convince evan that it is in fact at least a four star uh god it's so damn good i'm so excited um i'm I'm excited for that. And then the Friday after Dark Knight. What are we doing again? I can't. Oh, I think. Yeah, that's our Christopher Nolan time. It's our time episode. So we're doing um, Interstellar and Inception. 
peak and mid. Um, yeah, shut up. <laughs> but yeah, be looking forward to those. Friday's going to be a blast. It's God, dude. I'm I'm genuinely. I set. I sent Cash a TikTok edit I found, a, like a Batman edit set to Igor's theme by Tyler, the creator. Oh my God. Like, Mom, please skip ahead like 15 seconds. Straight come, dude. Just, God. I'm just excited to watch these with you. Let's let's bust through diary yeah. logs so we can go watch these, Evan. Yeah. Okay, uh, first up for me, uh, I watched Body Melt on not the recommendation of Jordan from the Fistful of Films podcast. He was like, I watched this and it was terrible and I was in a mood for some... This was after the Jennifer Lopez movie, so I was like, I need more trashy. It's terrible. Yeah. I hated it. And then I watched uh, Meg 2 The Trench and it's peak. Shark movies Chuck, were amazing. Was that your first watch? Yeah. Yeah, dude, Somehow. the giant octopus is sick. It's peak. Uh, it's awesome. <laughs> I love Jason Statham and I love shark movies, so yeah. Yeah, it's so movie. cheesy, but it's a blast. I do still prefer the first one, but it, that one is very much fun. Give me two. All right, let's see. Yeah. Uh, oh, you want two of mine? Yeah. Uh, so I after the Vatican tapes, which I think was the last one I talked about, uh, I saw the devil. Uh, more like oh I saw the peak. South Korea, man, just pumping out straight bangers uh so i saw the devil 2010 directed by kim ji woon um who i've never seen any of his other work uh this was a freaking masterpiece it's so excellent it's so dark and gory and just god the action in this is unbelievable yeah it's unbelievable i want to talk about it more when we don't have to rush so uh yeah it's amazing it's in it's my peak. top three go check it out it's on it's on prime i adore it's, it it's on shutter here for me and to be like it's it's perfect yeah it's it. every it's please it's it you will not regret watching this movie it's insane it's incredible like dude the scene where he splits the guy's face open he's like maybe yeah. i can make you smile more and then he grabs both of his jaws and just yeah. goes uh, dude the uh, one that gets me is when he he slits his achilles tendons oh my god oh my dude. god it's because it it's the camera doesn't cut away you see him put yeah. the knife in and then just like yeah, I okay. So I've I saw this movie twice, and then I yeah. saw it in theaters. It was crazy in theaters. Oh my god! Also, yeah, dude, one of the greatest endings of all time. It's oh it's, so peak. It's so peak. It's, I it's love, so I perfect. Saw, yeah, it's it's, it's a perfect. Go it's a perfect it. revenge story. It's so good. Yeah. Go watch um, it. Tell us what you think about it if you've seen yeah, it. Yeah, maybe we'll do an epic. Maybe we'll put Kim Ji Woon in our next director deep dive yeah. surveys, just so we, we can, can talk a, about that movie. We could do an old boy. I saw the devil double feature because oh, and that's in. the what's the actor's name who's the lead in old boy and then plays the I villain. Yeah, in this? I don't remember his name, but he is excellent. He's amazing. Um, oh, yeah, is it this guy? Yeah, Choi means sick. I'm probably yeah. saying that wrong, but you cook, my guy. You cook. Um, and then after that, I followed it up with one of my favorite horror movies, um, from 2020. Here's here's the thing. Let me talk about this real quick. Here's the thing about the COVID. It forced filmmakers to get really creative with how they tell their stories and in what format, right? Because you couldn't be around each other. 
So this is one that takes place on the internet. Stuff that's like the den, unfriended, unfriended dark web, missing, um, all that stuff. It is 57 minutes. It's called Host, directed by Rob Savage. Oh. Have you seen this? Yeah, I've seen it twice. It's so fucking good. Sorry. It's so good. 57 minutes. It's awesome. And it's it's about a group of girls who do a seance over Zoom. And it's 57 minutes because that's how long a Zoom meeting is uh, until it, like, kicks you out. Oh, really? Uh, I didn't know that. Oh, that's Yeah, awesome. because at the end of the movie, it does, like, the three, two. Oh. And then there's, like, yeah. the, you know, and then the right. meeting ends and then the credits roll. Uh, it's excellent. The fact that it's 57 minutes means they just get right into it, like, right yeah. away. You're just it's, like, boom, we're doing this. It's, it's got so, some really funny moments, and it's really scary. It's the so scary, scares, dude. The jump scares are so effective. Oh, uh, I, I need to watch it again. I might watch that. It's a five-star for me. It's easily awesome. a five-star. I love yeah. I love Host. Also, scientifically proven to be the scariest horror movie. Um, That's a W. Yeah, dude. Yeah, excellent if you haven't checked out Host. I I went to certain websites to watch it because it's, it's not streaming Shutter anywhere for here. me. Yeah, it's on Shutter. I believe. I, yeah. Oh, I my need, brother. I got dude. Shutter. I got paid. I can buy Shutter now. Get the trial and go crazy. Watch Argento. Consume yeah, Argento. Um, uh, all right, give us oh, two. Yeah. Next on the seventeenth. Uh, after. Actually, wait. Uh, no, yeah. On the seventeenth, me and my girlfriend watched Barbie Mariposa and the Fairy Princess. Massive W. It was. Where B does this rank uh, in the BCU for you? Let me see, because I gave this a three star. I am not huge on the Mariposa ones. <laughs> I can't believe I just said that. Dude, uh, it's fine. Uh, BCU ranked. Let's see. Uh. Gotta sort this by ranking. This is probably this is sitting around the um thirteenth spot. Okay, what's your number one? Number one is Barbie and the uh the the twenty like the Barbie, the new Barbie movie twenty twenty three Barbie, and then it's Barbie and the Three Musketeers, absolute gas, and then the Diamond Castle. Those are my top three. Diamond Castle. Where, is where's heat. where's Swan Lake? Swan Lake is number five. Top Barbie. five is Barbie, and then Barbie and the Three Musketeers, Barbie and the Diamond Castle, and then Barbie and the Twelve Dancing Princesses. Holy peak. And then Barbie Swan Lake. Uh, I actually gave Barbie and the Three Musketeers to Max in the film raffle. And what did he, he give it? He gave it a two and a half. And Not bad! And everyone bet on it in the casino and everyone bet 0 0.5 and i bet two and a half and i made like thousands of coins from that that's so funny yeah uh so i watched that it was all right uh not too bad and then i rewatched the favorite which i hadn't seen in a long time oh i haven't seen my, that it's not my favorite yorgos you know me yorgos is my favorite director yeah that's this valid. is maybe one of the top five best looking movies I've ever seen in my entire life. It has that like Amadeus Barry Lyndon thing where every frame looks like a painting. Yeah. It's stunning. It's absolutely yeah. stunning. It's funny. Emma Stone, Olivia Coleman, Rachel Weiss are just popping off, and then Nicholas Holt is in this. It's it's peak. It's just peak. Go watch it. Yeah. It's on Netflix here. Hell yeah. Uh yeah, those two for me. Next two for me. Uh I watched uh The Sleep Experiment. 
which is like a psychological horror. If this is a true story, it's insane. Um, I'm not really going to go into it because I could talk about it for like an hour. Um, uh, oh, here it is. Two detectives begin an investigation into a disastrous secret military experience experiment where five prisoners were kept awake for 30 days in a sealed gas chamber. Um, and these prisoners, the, the subjects they got, they were like serving like life sentences in prison. They were all like murderers. Uh, is this like the Russian sleep experiment? Creepypasta? Yeah, dude. It's, it's basically that it's, it it was pretty good. It was pretty good. I fell asleep during it. I had watched it after I got (laughs) off work, but then I finished it after I woke up. I like rewinded it. Uh, but then I couldn't go to sleep that night. Dude, naps after work suck. Um, uh, and then after yeah. that, I watched uh, Peak, Joel Edgerton. I rewatched The Gift. Uh, what a movie, man. What a film. Uh, so good. If you're a fan of thrillers or anything, anything psychological, and you haven't checked this out, you need to, like, today. It's so damn good. Um, you've seen this, right, Evan? Is Evan muted? Is he eating? Sorry. Evan, yeah. You, I, I, I have seen this. I was having a little snack. Uh, yeah, oh, I've yeah. Seen uh, yeah. It's insane. It's and the cinematography is outstanding. I love Joel, Joel Edgerton. Yeah. He directed it too. Uh, He's awesome. Joel, yeah. Joel Edgerton is like the goat. Um, oh, I didn't know he also re- directed Boy Erased. That movie was pretty good. Dude, I love that movie. I saw it in theaters with my grandma. Yeah, man. Peak. Made me cry. Really good. Um, yeah, same. Really good. Um, only role where I've hated Russell Crowe. Yeah. I recommended that to Remy. I want him to watch it because he's been going through these coming-of-age uh, queer movies. and Yeah. Oh, that's like... I've been really enjoying them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Give us your next uh, couple. Yeah, next. I watched the Netflix true crime documentary movie, Lover, Stalker, Oh, yeah. I've been Killer. seeing people lo- lo- this. was good. This. I liked was it, it a lot. It was pretty cool. It was well-made. It was interesting story. Um, yeah pretty messed up uh i'd recommend it it's like 90 minutes it's a good time well not a good time but <clears throat> if you like true crime you'll like it it's good i mm-hmm. liked it and then i rewatched a movie that haunted my childhood and sent me into an existential crisis i'm not gonna lie zathura a space adventure peak peak cinema john, john Favreau Hutcherson, absolutely cooked dude he cooked so hard in this movie oh my god yeah. it looks um for 2005 this movie looks insane the yeah. visuals are amazing. Josh Hutcherson is such a little shit in this movie. Oh, oh he's my a god, demon he's child, dude. so mean. He's so mean, bro. And uh, Dax Shepard is really funny. Kristen Stewart, I totally forgot was in this movie. Yeah, she's pretty funny. Uh, yeah, I gave it a three and a half to a four. It's awesome. I'm glad. Uh, me and my girlfriend actually, we bought, we went to Walmart and we bought a three pack of, it was uh, Jumanji, Zathura, and RV. What a fucking For five lineup! I know. And uh, oh. another, one of those movies is going to make a, a feature soon. Uh, yeah. yeah. Zathura's peak. I'm glad we rewatched it. We were both unsure if it would hold up and it held up. Like we had a blast watching it. So yeah, yeah. good time. What's next for you? Oh, yes. Sorry, I wasn't ready. Um, I watched the short film Tunnel um, by <laughs> Sean Lewis Kelly. Uh, in the wor- 
In the, uh, I'm going to quote Oscar T's review here. Shout out Oscar if you listen to, I don't know if he listens to our pod. If he does, I feel very, I look up to Oscar a lot. He's so, God, I love listening to him talk about films. Um, uh, I'm going to quote Oscar, uh, Oscar's review here. In the wise words of Eric, shout out Eric, we miss you. Uh, Award-winning short film, My Ass. it yeah. was it was actually pretty good for the first like five minutes. The la- the ending of this is so unbelievably terrible. Um, and I don't I don't say that about a lot of things. I'm I I am a I I like to en- uh, yeah. enjoy things. I but this was so awful. And there's a video on YouTube of this guy reacting to people's comments. Oh, about on. this <laughs> of the director reacting to people's comments he like posted it himself and it's really funny because everybody's just like dude your film sucks this movie is so bad <laughs> that's funny and he talked about like he, he he won the award at like this like beer festival that also had like a like super small time stuff that also had like a little film contest in like his hometown and it's just dumb. God, that movie sucked. Um, and then I watched blockers, which was perfectly okay. Uh, uh, you got John Cena and Ike, uh, Baron Holtz, who Dude, are yeah, both delights. So funny. Uh, Catherine Newton in this and Geraldine, uh, this Nathan, I don't know how to say her name. Um, she, whew, yes, she is in this, and <laughs> yes, like yeah, her. Blockers is funny. Blockers, I, is, I it like was, it a lot. It was I funny. Think John, John, I think John Cena is hilarious. He, he yeah. has such great comedic uh, charm. Yeah, he is. He carries this movie on his back. The beer bong wow. scene is so funny. Oh my god. Oh my god. Uh spit on it. I'm not spitting <laughs> on it. Um yeah. All right. How many yeah. do you have left? Uh let's see. I don't have a, a whole lot left. I have three left. All right, you do your three and I'll do my three. We watch the same right. amount of movies. Yeah, next I watched Joker for the first time since uh like twenty nineteen. Mm-hmm. What'd you uh, give it? I still have it at a five. I love Joker. I know that it is a very uh, clear interpretation of King of Comedy. I don't have a huge issue with that because you know what? People can make movies that are similar to other people's movies. Mm-hmm. I, I think they're different enough that I can like grade them differently because Rupert Pupkin is like a very different character to... Arthur Fleck, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I love Joker. I think it has one of my favorite scores like of all time. I didn't really notice how good it was until I rewatched it. It's crazy how good the score is in this movie. Yeah. Cinematography is great. Play, when he's coming down the stairs uh, after killing those two guys, yeah. <laughs> they play the... Oh, what's the song? That Gary... Yeah, the Gary song. God, dude, that song bangs. Oh, yeah, I love. I will listen to that song on a regular basis. Unfortunately, the singer is a pedophile. But ah, oh, really? 
Dang it. <laughs> yeah. There was a whole controversy when this movie came out about that song. Thanks for the uh, heads up. I know that song from uh, Happy Gilmore. Because yes. we have a whole montage when he's golfing. Uh, yeah, jo- I-, I love Joker. I think that it has a lot of unnecessary scenes. Mainly, the Bruce Wayne scene is 100% unnecessary. We don't need yeah. that. Like, this is yeah. not a movie about Batman. It's set in Gotham, whatever. Leave that shit out. You can leave the Thomas Wayne stuff in because it's related to his mom, but, like, we didn't need the, the Bruce Wayne stuff. Mm-hmm. And the the Thomas Wayne dying is whatever. Like, it, it's... I don't know. I think it's a flawed movie, but I love it. I, and Joaquin's performance is just insane. It, it's, it's really good. Yeah. I love it. And then yeah. I watched Absolute Peak from that DVD collection, RV, with Robin Williams, Cheryl from Curb Your Enthusiasm, Josh Hutcherson again, Jeff Daniels. Oh my mm-hmm. god, this movie is so funny and enjoyable. I don't know Jeff. Da- I don't remember Jeff Daniels being in that. Yeah, he plays the dad of the other family that are like uh, just on the road. Oh yeah. yeah, and then it's um, what's her face, the musical lady. Oh god, Kristen Chenoweth, I think her name is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Her. Yeah. Oh, I didn't. I never realized that was Jeff Daniels. Yeah. I love um, underrated actor, dude. Jeff yeah. Daniels is amazing. The newsroom, dude. Oh. Oh, so good. I didn't realize this movie had such low reviews. Like everyone, all of my mutuals give this like two stars. I love this movie. Four star. I have that four. Yeah. Yeah, it's Pete. It's wholesome. It's funny. Who plays like, his wife Williams. again? It's Cheryl Hines from Curb Your Enthusiasm, like yes. Larry David's wife. Yeah. Which is weird to for, me because Larry David, I just like picture with Cheryl. Um, for some reason, I thought it was Carla Gugino. Oh, no. <laughs> she just yeah. plays moms in a lot of movies. Yeah. Um, she, she's a MILF. True. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. Um, I love RV. It's funny. It's really funny and just enjoyable. Like, Robert Williams has such a great like fatherly character to him when he's in these kind of movies, so he I'll always enjoy does. them. Yeah. So yeah, uh, watch that. Speak. Good time. And what'd you what'd you finish with? I finished with uh Passion of Joan of Arc today. Oh, okay, that was your last one. Um yeah. okay. Uh yes. I'm trying to figure out who plays I, I got to do this because it's going to kill me if I don't figure it out. Give me one sec. I I was thinking about Mike Flanagan because I talked about Carla Gugino. She's in a lot of his stuff. Then I was like, I can't remember who plays Jack Torrance in Dr. Sleep. Uh, oh, it's Henry Thomas. Um, oh, really? Yeah. And then Alex Esso plays... Wendy, um, who she's been in some, she was in Pope's Exorcist. Nice. Um, sorry. I, oh. Sometimes, sometimes I have a thought train like that and I just have to go. go Do you know what's it. really hype? I just, uh, this is kind of sidetracked. Uh, yeah. They're playing, you know, the new Kristen Stewart, a 24 movie, love lies bleeding. Like we talked about the trailer. Yeah. yeah They're playing it early at my retro theater here on March 4th. Oh, damn. You got to get yeah. tickets to that, bro. I know. I'm going to try and go because that's like two weeks early. I know. There's a retro theater, Hollywood theater. They just play like they don't play like I mean, sometimes they'll play new releases, but they yeah. it's really just for like film lovers. That's on the same thing. Yeah, here. Next month uh, on March, they're doing a Saturday. We're one of the theaters. They're doing 
all three Lord of the Rings movies extended cuts starting at 11. And I was like, I need to cop tickets to that. I want to go to that. See Lord of the Rings in the theater. Uh, it's sold out. Already sold out. And I was yeah. pissed. Uh, okay. Last three. I watched Superman 2. The best. We talked about this earlier. The best Superman. Uh, directed by Richard Lester. Not Richard Donner, unfortunately. Richard Donner directed the first one, and he cooked. The first one is so good. Um, I think I have that. Yeah, I have the second one higher, but the first one is so good from '78. It's you need to get a, you need to watch I at will. least the I, first two. Superman yeah. t- three and four uh, are pretty. Superman three is all right, and then Superman four is absolutely horrendous um (laughs) like so unbelievably bad uh but um the first two are excellent um and then after that i checked off another movie in the children of the corn franchise children of the corn 2 the final sacrifice uh, definitely not as good as the first. I really enjoyed the first personally. I know a lot of people don't enjoy these movies, but I really enjoyed the first one. Um, definitely not as good as that, but it's still enjoyable. It still had enjoyable moments. Um, and then I watched Killing Them Softly this morning, which was okay. Um, Scott McNary, one star tax credit. Um, James Gandolfini, half star tax credit. So, and Brad uh, Pitt, right? Oh, yeah. Brad Pitt is like five star tax credit. True. Anything he's in, man. So good. Uh, (laughs) But talk about there's a scene in before we go. I want to talk about there's a scene in Children of the Corn. Um, There's a lot of scenes in it that are really funny, like just well written, funny scenes. Yeah. Um, There's this one where uh, he they introduce this character. His name is, uh, I think, Frank Redbear. Um, Give me a sec. I'm going to find this um ned romero frank redbear and they wrote him as this obviously very stereotypical native american in cinema and basically this report the plot takes place this reporter comes into town and he's trying to figure out because the kids killed all the parents and he's trying to figure out what happened um and he's talking to frank redbear at like the uh the ruins of the old school and he's like, so can you tell me what happened here in Gatlin? And then he goes in to, like, they knew what they were doing here. He goes in and he's like, my ancestors believed that uh, you man has to be uh, uh, one with the wind and the sky and the earth. And the white man never understood that. And he talks about how the white man is always taking and taking um, and all this stuff. And he and he get and he's like and then he just goes and the reporter guy who is white goes, well, what the hell does that have to do with what happened here in Gatlin? And the guy goes, oh, that has nothing to do with what happened in Gatlin. All those kids went ape shit and killed everybody. It's like the most perfect line. Like they were setting it up to be this stupid, like stereotypical character. And then they like make fun of themselves for it. It's excellent. I was laughing so hard. Uh, Yeah. But that is our episode for today. Bit on the shorter side, but we hope you enjoyed it. We, I think we had, a. that was a fun episode. Uh, Me and Trey are going to go binge the, yeah, we're going to go watch six hours of films. Um, yeah. And uh, it's going to be a blast, though. 
at least we're not watching like six hours of like mid. At least we're watching yeah. like six hours of just peak cinema. Um, yeah, we and might it's have not... to do Dark Knight Rises tomorrow morning. We'll yeah. see because it's yeah. very long. I think he's pushing three hours. Yeah, I uh, and it's not like anything you really have to pay attention to these movies. Like I'm gonna have Halo booted up while we're watching these. Um, it's I'm just looking forward to it. Heck yeah. Uh, so yeah, join us Friday for our review of the Dark Knight trilogy. Um, and then Tuesday we'll be reviewing uh, Ratatouille. Um, I think it'll just be us two. We won't have cash. Um, and then next Friday, uh, we might have guests. We don't know yet. We haven't figured it out yet. Um, but we are going to be talking about Inception I'll, and Interstellar. We we'll might draft, need to get. Uh, we'll draft we might, one person who loves Inception and draft one person who hates Inception, so you can take Alan. Well, no, I'll we might cash. just no. Yeah, we'll get uh, Alan on here in cash, and then we'll yeah um oh damn we'll have to talk to them about that that'd be a blast that would be a blast um yeah so join us for those uh like this channel uh subscribe to this channel give us likes comment you guys haven't been commenting on our videos comment down below guys tell us what you think of our tell us what you think about stuff we talk about we want to interact with our listeners um yeah. so please comment on here if you're listening you don't even have to watch our video on YouTube. Just go to our YouTube video of this episode and comment something. We want to interact with you. That's what we want to do. We want to hear from you guys. Let um, us know if you've seen the two. Do you like Old Boy more or I Saw the Devil more? Yeah. Yeah. Me and Trey were talking about this. Let's We'd hear about your thoughts know. of those. Um, uh, and if you want to follow us on our socials, I am most active on Letterboxd and Twitter. Uh, I'm Trey the Film Noob on both of those. I am also on TikTok. I'm thinking, I don't know if I'll ever pick that back up again. I'm not doing TikTok right now. It's too stressful. Yeah. Um, and it's too much work for little reward. Um, but if you want to follow me on there, I might pick it back up soon. Who knows? Evan is Evan0567 on Letterboxd. Evan, what's your TikTok handle so people can go watch you playing guitar? Uh, I think it's the same. Let me see. Oh, it's Evan9875. Evan9875. If you want to see guitar on TikTok. Yeah, no, if you no want to see Evan just Evan just shred. Um, go follow him on TikTok. Uh, thank you for joining us today on the Average Film Enjoyer. We had a blast. We hope you did too listening to our conversation. And we we'll will see, see you on Friday. On Friday.